Hey, it's Meg here. Newsflash, we're now on YouTube. So please be sure you subscribe to get it together on YouTube and click the ding button to get a reminder whenever we post our new episodes. Thanks for always listening to us through your ears, but now you can see us in action. All right, let's get to the show. Black women, I just want to let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. You mad? Would you like to say something to my dude? I mean, hey, I'm just saying fine. What's up with it? Hey guys, it's Meg and Jeanette. You can call me Meg. You sound tired. What's I'm... up with I am tired. Give me that high pitch. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Don't do no, it. No, I already did it. Fine. I... What's up with it? <laughs> hey guys, this is Meg. <laughs> and this is Greg Keith. What's happening? No, no, no. It's what's happening. I can't say that. I know. I'm sorry. And welcome back to another episode <laughs> so of Get It Together. We are your one-stop shop for black love entertainment, relationship development, transparency, and hella high energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, how you feeling? I feel good, you know. Just check in. Feel kind of, uh, should we talk about our weekend or, or we, what should we do? I mean, what's, how are you feeling? Let's do I feel good. Check in. I, I feel good. I got a lot of compliments this weekend. I don't know if any of you that follow me oh. saw my Instagram posts. I know my wife gives me the compliment, but I also tell her to also be realistic with me as well. So I have been on my weight loss journey and I'm getting a trainer as we talked about last episode. And sometimes you, even when you're in the process of doing something, have you ever felt like, oh, well, I'm still not confident because you kind of have a setback in a way in yes, your head in your head. I'm currently in my setback. So. Well, in your head, even, no, 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 not okay. I'm talking about like when you're in the middle of like hitting, like hitting the ground hard. Mm-hmm. Whether it's writing something, losing weight, uh, cooking food, and you you get to that moment where you're like, it just doesn't look good. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So last week I was kind of in that mode. I was like, I don't know. I just don't look good. And she's like, You're fine. You're so small. You're so skinny. And I was like, No. I went home this weekend. I went to Houston with, with Megan. It was my sister's wedding. We'll talk about that in a few. And every single person I saw was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so small. What have you been doing? I was like, oh, I, I've been um, eating healthy, uh, working out every day. I couldn't stop blushing. I was like, oh, my God. Plus, Newsflash, it was my first time wearing a suit in a long time. Like an actual suit and tie and jacket. Mm-hmm. That thing since was... Since you got married. Since I got, well, since I got married. Yeah. But that was... The, the one that we got, you know, that I wore at the wedding was tailored to my fit. Mm-hmm. So even when... Even if I was big, it made me look a little slim. Mm-hmm. This suit just went... Whoosh. I was like, oh! Oh! This feels good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I well, feel good. good. I feel a little more confident. I'm what about happy. you? What's going on? Um, I feel great. Well, I don't say great. I feel. You feel great. You're alive. Um, don't speak. Yes, I'm alive, but I can answer how I feel. I feel relaxed. I feel that she's gonna do this podcast by herself. That's what she's gonna do. I feel that. <laughs> We just did a marathon within like Jesus 24 Christ, hours. Yes. yes, yes. 
And uh, I'm happy that we got home early enough today to just like relax. We slept. But yeah, I mean, I'm ready for the week. I'm ready for April to start. And yeah, I feel okay. I'm for good. all my, my nappers out there, I finally got Megan to conform. She finally took the longest nap of her life. Yeah. she She's so used to taking 20-minute power naps, 30-minute power naps, no, an hour. No, a power nap is 20 minutes. Or minute naps. you either nap for 20 minutes or you nap for an hour and 30 so anyways, minutes. So anyways, as I was saying, you don't want to go into so, the so, so you cut me off? Side. You cut me off? Anyways. No, I you <laughs> so I we went to sleep. It was like, what, 11? 30, 12? It was like 11, 30. Last night? No, today, this morning. Oh, yeah, 11, 30. We, we took a nap around 11, 30, didn't wake up until like 5. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we just got in. So we just got off the plane. We had just got in around 9? Yeah, we got in from Houston at 9 a.m., got here around 10. Yeah. Ordered food from Atlanta Breakfast Club, brought it home, ate it, ate it, went to sleep, woke up, 5 p.m., and now here we are. Megan was like, I'm still tired. I was like, I feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yeah, so that's our update for how we're feeling, so... Let's get into what we're thinking on the internet this week. Are we loving it, hating it? Greg? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, what is happening? Because I've not been keeping up. So, uh, the Oscars is today. The Oscars is going on right now as we speak. Well, the Oscars is yesterday or a couple days ago, whatever. The Oscars so this happened. It's on Tuesday. So, it, I'll the Oscars happened. Right now. The Oscars <laughs> happened. You would think that after three years, you would know how to do a show. Leave me alone. It's okay. <laughs> so anyways, I just wanted to take the time to talk about the uh, representation of black people or black excellence at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I'm going to be honest, it really wasn't too much representation. Not a not a whole lot as I think last two or three years. So I always check and see who's in it. So for best picture, uh, the representation is of course King Richard, Will Smith, talking about the story of Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, then there's Best Actor, which is Denzel Washington, Will Smith. Um, then there's Best Original Screenplay, um, King Richard, cool. Um, let me see, Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose in a West Side Story. Uh, best Documentary Feature is Summer of Soul. I really have that was one movie I've documentary that i want to watch i have still haven't seen yet mm-hmm. um best makeup and hairstyling uh coming to america i i believe they should win that one that is, it was ridiculous coming to america too yeah you know i don't remember movies. yeah Sometimes you don't remember a movie. yeah you remember you're horrible makeup. best uh cinematography which is the tragedy of macbeth with denzel washington in it I want to watch it, but Apple TV is way too expensive. <laughs> Best <laughs> film editing, King Richard. So King Richard took over uh, pretty much. King, Okay, let me stop you. King Richard should definitely win a lot, I'm sure, by the time this comes oh, out. Yeah. But that was actually a very amazing movie. Will Smith played him very well, and just the way they put their story out there, I really enjoyed it, like everything around of course. the movie. And I'm glad they didn't just look at the the upside of everything that happened in there in, in uh, Venus and Surreal, which every documentary is going to always give you the bad side, but they didn't just make this man look like he's a genius. They actually dug deep into his like his tragedies and all of his... Um... Yeah, we got into his psyche and got to understand him, mm-hmm. so I enjoy that. Yeah. And I like that it showed... Because I guess my thought, you know how Serena is more of the sister that is not more successful, but she's obviously gone further than Venus. Right. 
And I like that it portrayed how Venus really was the person that opened the door for her little sister. Yeah. And it wasn't focused on Serena. Because it in was all... more focused on Venus. In, she's the oldest. In all honesty, v- Venus... She's the oldest, of course, so she jumped at it. But it fueled Serena. It, when you, because they, Serena talks about it a couple times, like her seeing her sister being able to perform, kind of like drove her mad because she was like, "I want that, I want that." And of course, us growing up, that was the nineties, nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousand. So we didn't see that that part of her. Yeah, she was driven like that. But the movie showed the first of all, the two girl, little, um, little girls that did um, play Venus and Serena, phenomenal. They mm-hmm. both did excellent. The little girl who plays Serena showed that emotion like, this is going to be me. (laughs) It's all mine. So just a few more. I think just one, actually one more. Best production design, uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth. So, and West Side Story. West Side Story has a couple of things in here too. So basically, Will Smith and Denzel are representing, you know, the black heritage very well today. Um, well, is that good though? No, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) They're representing because of their name. Yeah, but at the I'm saying this. You didn't hear what I said at the beginning. I said this is the year, the first year in a couple of years where black has not been represented hard at the Oscars. Because mm-hmm. the past couple of years, you got to realize we've been coming from Get Get Out, Us, uh, Black Panther. We've been coming from some hard black movies hitting the ground, hitting the pavement. This is the first year where in a couple of years that. Eh. Well, maybe there weren't as many movies. Yeah, yeah, it, it, you're still get getting the drop on. Pandemic kind of being over, then is is the pandemic well, no, no, over? kind of being like the 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 part of the pandemic where we just stayed in the house. Yeah. <laughs> then a lot of black creators are actually going, switching towards you know shows or trying to get on their grind and actually like push hard for their their actual story that they're trying to write. So they're kind of taking time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. we got yeah. that. I mean, I was just saying, yeah, I I understand. I just think that having Denzel Washington and Will Smith be the pillars of what black Oscars is like they've always have been. I'm just saying, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah you ready for stuff. something that was like Daniel yes. Kalua was, mm-hmm. um, one of the people last year for Judas and the black Messiah. He won, yeah. what was he won? Best actor. I think he won best actor. I, I can't remember uh, which exact reward he won, but yeah. So cool. Cool. So nice. next you want to hear a joke? Of course. What? I don't know the joke. Anyway, what? so okay. there was a, um, it was uh, SB24news.com, and it said Tyler Perry claims he speaks in his Medea voice <laughs> during intimacy. <laughs> and whoever this person is, I got to give him the credit. The gra- it's, it's a girl. It's the great Negro at JigaJ2. She wrote it down phenomenally with this tweet under on top of the tweet, it says, come for me. Hello. <laughs> I okay. was dying. That was, what? My question is, who is he having sex with where they want him to speak in Medea's voice? Who is he having sex with? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wait, let's just stop there. Let's stop right there before we even finish. <laughs> I've never seen whoever Tyler Perry is dating. <laughs> or I don't even know if. Tyler Perry, if he enjoys women, men, both. I don't know. I really don't know. But I just don't. I need to know. (laughs) I just need to know, like, who is he? Is 
are people asking for this? Is this like it might be a kink, and we don't kink shame here. Oh. All kinks are great, but that's just not something that I would want to hear. Oh at my all. god! Oh I, my god! All. Do not turn into Medea. Oh my god! While you're laying on top of me. <laughs> Shut up! Oh god! Oh, I got so we also want to take a time because I know some of y'all that enjoy March Madness, your brackets are destroyed. Mm -hmm. uh, the men's final four is set. Uh, Villanova is going to be taking on uh, number one, Kansas. And North Carolina is going to be taking on Duke, which Coach K, this is his last year. He's retiring. Everybody thinks it's a, oh, it's just, it's written like that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that he can, he makes the championship and win. I mean... Well, he's a great coach. He, so. I was say, he's won a few. Yeah, it's not he's, like it's unheard of. That's why I'm not when, when Tom Brady won. Everybody was like, "It's rigged, it's rigged." I'm like, I don't like Tom Brady either, but he's kind of great. So yeah. I can't I can't get mad at him making it there. Like I can't say it was fake that he made it there. I I mm -hmm. could just be mad that he made it there. Yeah. But also, we want to shed light because we we also support women's sports and the equal rights of women. You know, getting better coverage and better pay. So, uh, Creighton, number ten, Creighton, and number uh, number one, South Carolina, uh, Texas, Stafford, uh, Stanford. I always get that one wrong. UK, UConn, NC State, and Michigan and Louisville all in the sweet the elite eight right now. Okay. So they're they're not at the final four yet, but we also want to give them a little love, a little props because you know, like I said. ESPN is starting to be a little bit better. Yeah. It's showing women's sports a little bit more love. So, you know, we want to make sure that we give their props. So, uh, congrats to all those that made it this far. Uh, also, congrats to St. Peter's. They made, they were the first number 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Good and their coach actually played against Kobe Bryant. He used to play against or with Kobe. It was like in high school. Mm -hmm. So he's a lot of pictures of him going on the internet, like him standing beside Kobe Bryant laughing and joking. So I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, congrats to those guys. You know, they lost, but hell of a season. No, no, they lost. I, mean, I know. It, the I, fact I'm, that not they number, I'm not laughing at yeah, the loss. It's the fact that you said congrats, you know, they lost. <laughs> well, no, just, it, that's, that's still amazing, though. You're number 15, and you make it, all, like, literally – Almost there. Yeah. That's crazy. But then it also makes you think, like, how much, as far as when they rank people, is the ranking similar to football, how they do the college rankings? So, football, the reason why basketball and football will be different is because there's more games with basketball. So, so there's it's more, mostly based off the record. For the it's more based off the record. No okay, never what. mind. Because football, you could, be seven and seven, you could be seven and six or seven and five and make it to a bowl game. Okay. Okay. Well, I, my point was going to be that I thought that it has a lot to do with your school or like what nah. power power five school you're in. Now nah, basketball is ten times different. Football um, needs to stop that stupid. Yeah, that's, that's really dumb that's because dumb. there's people that are in schools that are not like huge power five schools, but they're still great athletes. And literally, Alabama is number one every single year. Yeah, just because it's Alabama. Just because it's Alabama. And here we are with Jackson State having like 10, 12 players that are entering the draft and they're not getting the recognition that they deserve because mm -hmm. it's an HBCU. I'm just yeah. being honest. I mean, whoops, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Drop that gym right My there. My bad. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's cool. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, well, so let's get into, we're going to talk about this leak. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I don't like how she just how like, looked at me. How do you feel about. 
shacking up. Or uh, actually define shacking up. It's something I can't define because I believe in the Lord. And uh, No, I was just joking. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just when two people that aren't married live together. That's easy. I mean, it's there's so much to go with it because mm-hmm. you can involve sex. You can involve, you know, who pays bills and stuff goes in the shacking. But it's really the, the definition is two people live together that are of that are dating that aren't married. Mm-hmm. It's literally the best way to put it. Okay. Got it. So... I guess the first time I ever heard the term shacking up was, it was in church. Whenever, absolutely, it was. In I church. was at church. Dude. That is such a church, like the saints, Jesus <laughs> type of terminology that this was created. I would always hear, "Oh, don't shack up before you marry. Oh, don't be shacking up. Don't shack up." And I'm sitting here as a child growing up. I used, I formed this ideology in my head that, "Oh, okay, you shouldn't shack up because." It says in the Bible that you shouldn't live together before you're married. And I truly kept that train of thought. Like it was ingrained into my skull until I would say I met you. And it came to, okay, well, not you. Yeah, I changed everything. Okay. So there was the the guy I dated before you. Okay. Me and him would have this debate. And that's when it came off. Yeah, absolutely. So me and him would have this debate watch this where nigga. that's where it came out <laughs> that he would talk about, oh, okay, well, we could live together here. I guess trying to plan some life that I wasn't going to be part of anyway. And <laughs> and I started telling him, oh, no, like we shouldn't, you shouldn't shack up. Like shacking up is, goes against the Bible. Like I don't want to do that. And I was just so, so against it. And we get into arguments about it. It's to the point that one day I said, you know what? No, I'm going to call my mom. And she'll tell you exactly where it's at in the Bible with just so much pride. Like I just knew what I was talking about. So I called my mother and I said, mom, what do you think about shacking up? Like, isn't that something that is a sinner? You something you shouldn't do. It doesn't say in the Bible. My mom, she kind of paused and she said, well, I wouldn't say that it's in the Bible. (laughs) We just tell you not to do it. And I (laughs) I sat there appalled looking as if, excuse me, what, what, what'd you just say? What are you talking about? What'd you say, mother? Like my whole world shattered down. So then that was my first initiation to, oh, this is something that actually <laughs> is something that over the years within religion that just came across, like people just started talking about it and or made it up. And then now me as a child growing up, I'm thinking this that this is written in the word or something of that sort. So that that was my first initiation or I guess realization that oh shacking up that's actually not something that truly is spoken <laughs> for the word. What are you laughing at? Because I keep doing this and keep forgetting that like I did this like six times. I thought like why is he doing that? Mind blown. Okay. He's doing the mind blown thing for <laughs> the YouTube audience. Anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I mean that that was my first thing about it so when it came to living with you how did we come across that like how did the conversation even come about because um so you were trying to determine if you were going to do your residency in houston or dallas yeah and then for me it was more of well i don't know nothing about dallas i don't know i I can't at the time i was working at the hospital i'm like i can't like just leave my job or anything like that then it was the fact of um Maybe I can finish the my whole fire thing here. Let me just let's 
it was still in, in the back of my head, like I could try one more time to be a fireman somewhere in Houston. Like, let mm-hmm. me try, let me get this together. Uh, boom. And uh, <laughs> so when it came up, you just kept saying, well, what do you think about me going to Dallas to do my residency or staying here? And really, it was, to be honest, at that time, I knew I couldn't, I couldn't make you just stay. Mm-hmm. But it was the point of like you having to look at me to know, like, you know, you're the, the, the last person, right? This is it for me. Like, you're, you're my, gonna be my husband one day. So I need to know this because <laughs> our decision. gonna be your husband? No, you were saying this to me. Like, basically, you're oh, basically projecting okay. that. No, you're projecting that to me. Like, you know, like this, this is gonna happen. And then me about to be your husband, like, in my mind, too, I was like, I think she's looking for me to literally ultimately give her an answer. Yes. Yeah. So I, I most definitely was pressuring I, you to move out of your parents' house into an apartment. So whenever I, because I, basically. I knew that I was going to get my residency in Houston. It was already planned. So I was pretty much saying that, well, it's going to be much cheaper for me to move in with you and us to share. In the apartment. first like couple months, couple times you said that, I just kept saying, "Oh yeah, yeah." Well, I mean. It just go. It'll just be cheaper if like I live with somebody. Like, oh yeah, I know. And I'm just sitting there, just cutting my food, like not paying attention to yeah, what she's trying to drop at all. Like, uh-huh. And I would say, so I have to come there for my last clinical in March. Then residence starts in August. I need to be sure that there is a place that I can stay. Hey, look, this is just me drinking my beer. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> just, not even. Just not. I was like, because it wasn't me. It's just the fact that I tried to live on my my own before. I tried to, like, it was, I was getting ready to move out. Then that's when I went to HCC. And my dad was like, there's no point in you moving now. Because you're not about to, he said, you're not about to literally go work full time. And then um, go to fire school during the day. Mm-hmm. You're going to be exhausted. It's like, so you might as well just try your best to stay. So still the fact was, I had not been on my own. Mm-hmm. So I was in my mind, in my head, in my soul comfortable Staying in my parents' house until I figured out what my career path was. So when you were dropping hints, I was just like, I don't know what she, I don't know what she's trying to tell me, what she's trying to hint at. Mm-hmm. Cause your boy is literally just, I'm here. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why you, ladies, that's why you gotta literally write it out for them. Yeah, you really do have so, to write it out for us. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much how it happened. So we start living together in uh, March of 2020 right when the pandemic started right, it, just, it was perfect. i had just came back oh, from mexico and the pandemic literally just started then and that's when everybody was freaking out about stuff i moved in with you mm-hmm. and before that it was a huge thing for me that i would say okay well i kept asking like are you going to ask my dad if you can marry me i kept like saying things like i need you to be sure that there is a plan there is a plan behind me moving in with you ladies i had to be sure about that let me stop right there let me explain something y'all i'm looking at the camera as i say this if you got a man who just doesn't get it that they just don't talk about marriage they may it may come up once or twice and you, you know you need them to get it cool bring it up Say it to their face. You know, say, hey, you know, well, I do want a life with you, blah, 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 blah. If you got a man that just keeps saying, I want to marry you, I'm going to marry you, I, this is going to happen, it's going to happen, you know, blah, 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 put them stuff in place, so when I marry you, let them work. 
They coming with it. It's it's there. She was dropping hints like, are you going to ask my dad, you know, since you're moving? I was like, Negro. <laughs> you already know it's going to happen. Why are you telling me? <laughs> it's like once a week. I was like, I know. Because I needed to know that I was not just about to move into an apartment with you and you get the benefits of having a wife. And then not be planning on proposing me within the next two to three months. Because at that point in time, I was going to be finished with physical therapy school. And a thing that I told him, if you guys haven't listened to any past episodes, that I he could propose to me once I finished my education. So once I finished school and got my doctor, then he could propose to me. So it was at the point that I was at the end of it. And so I'm looking around like, okay, when is he going to do this? Because if I'm going to move in with him... I don't want to just be sitting there, oh, we're just going to live together and there not be anything behind it. So, okay, that was me being extra. But then you also, gotta, you also got to realize we moved in. That was still like literally a whole couple months before you got done with your education. Think about I it. I moved in in March. I graduated from school in August. Oh, like literally. No, 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 no. You graduated in September. You had a whole graduation in September. No, no, no. Okay, so I'm right. It was right. August. What was in September? It was something in September that happened. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. Well. Exactly. So, <laughs> I was like. So it was a huge thing. I, and I, I was just very fearful of moving in with a man before I was married. And I know like a lot of that had to do with the thing about, oh, you shouldn't shock up. But also, I'd always hear this thing about if you move in with someone before you married them or living together before you got married, should you do it? Should you not do it? Statistics say that the divorce rate is higher. And so with that, I went and like looked up a few things just to give you all some facts about what, well, facts Drop it from on studies. Us. Drop it on us. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it's really everyone's choice. Drop but. Let's just get into it. So there's a study that said that couples who cohabitated before marriage had a 33% higher chance of divorcing than couples who moved in together after the wedding ceremony. And then another study had talked about women who married between ages 25 and 30 years old without first living together with someone that they had some of the lowest rates of divorce. But in contrast, 70% of the women in the study who live with one or more partners uh, before they got married got divorced. Right. So, honestly, after researching and looking through stuff, the consensus is that they truly don't know whether or not, like, statistics are saying that if you, there is a higher chance of getting divorced for the people who did the studies that lived together before they got married. Mm-hmm. However, there is a contrasting study that says that people who, lived together before they got married and that had a plan as far as like being engaged or becoming married that the first year of marriage was actually shown to be more satisfaction or favorable. And then after that, like they were ahead of everybody else for the first year of marriage. But then after that, it starts to taper down saying that then now like things get bad, which I thought was so weird because my idea now after we've done it, so we lived together before we got married, and okay, I think that it truly benefited us because I think I learned a lot about you during that time period. So, 
I want to say before, like, you know, you give your, your, I guess, data statistics. I think our, I think a lot of couples cases this past couple years are different than a lot of those statistics. The reason why is because we had the pandemic mm-hmm. and we didn't have a choice. So I was mad at you and did not like you some days. I literally still had to stay in the house. I don't understand that. How did you not like me some days? Because I, I can understand. Because, well, no, 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 no. Because, okay, first of all, you are a lot. <laughs> so don't, I'm a lot. So don't try to sit up here and think like, say like you could just deal, you dealt with me every single day and your mind was just like, oh, he's fine. I love him still. No, <laughs> I know you were contemplating like, like murder. Uh, <laughs> no, I was not. I was so, having fun. No, I was not. <laughs> Because oh, the thing is, you lived on your own before me. True. I had never been in, on my own before. College. I still lived with somebody. It was I had a whole roommate. Like mm-hmm. I'd never been on my own. So the fact now that I'm on my own, I had to sit down like with somebody and have dinner with them. And at first, like, oh, first couple months, it was fine. Playing house. You know, you cooking every day. You I cooking breakfast. Cooking. Yeah, you, you know. Because so, I, I wasn't in school. Yeah, so well, I had what I'm just saying. So, well. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's different because you know how to, you got to cook for yourself to survive. You got to wash your clothes. You got to wash your dishes to survive. You got to make up stuff, you know, clean your house, you know, go out about your day. I don't know that yet. So I really haven't had the chance to do that to my for myself. So I haven't done that for two people. First couple months was like, oh, this is golden. This is nothing. It's mm-hmm. easy. After a while, it was like, why are you talking? <laughs> like, I would want to play the game. Like so the, how long did that take? So what was what is after? So I want to say so, so we moved in March, then, pandemic then. We moved in March, April, May. So March, April, May was no March and April were the because we moved at the beginning of March. So March, mm-hmm. April were were the golden two golden months. Like I right, we have we have no choice. I'm still going to work. You're at home. Um, well, I'm pretty sure you had COVID. Uh, oh, I definitely had yeah. COVID. Yeah, you know, helping take care of you, making sure you were fine. All those things, golden. Then there was March, April, then May, June, July. So the summer. Yeah, May, June, July was when I looked at you like, leave now. So why? Because it was just the fact that I I forgot I have to share time with you. I felt like there wasn't no personal time to myself. Like there wasn't no time for me to just sit and say, whew, all right. So we're going to take a quick break and we will get back. I got Bobby by the pound, Whitney by the key, DJ Screw by the gallon, the game belong to me. I got Bobby by the pound, Whitney by the key, DJ Screw by the gallon, the game belong. I'm sorry, I just came back from Houston. Been I in Atlanta. Don't know that song. You ain't never heard that song. It's UGK, Pimp C, and Bum B. You ain't never heard. It. Well, you from Dallas. All I just, I know, all I just heard you say is a couple of letters. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You probably, you probably only really heard the international players anthem. What is that? Uh, so I type a text to a girl I used to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that song. Yeah, of course you do. Real Houstonian here. Anyways, I don't play in Houston. I know. I said real Houstonian here. I just came back from Houston, so I just kind of had a little bit of love, uh, of it in me. Mm-hmm. But back to it, so uh, May, June, July was the time period where it was like, I got to sit down and eat dinner with you. You know, I got to come home and you're you're there. Like, uh, I'm used to going to bed late because I'm up playing like a game or something. Like, I'm into my games. Like, especially when I'm like 
playing like a story mode or a career mode. Like mm-hmm. I like to complete a certain amount of that story before I say, all right, time to take a pause for a couple of days and not play the game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. I couldn't go. I couldn't stay up till 12 playing games. Cause you can't, you like, it was this thing where there were some nights where you did leave me alone. You'd be like, I'm going to bed. He playing his game. I don't care. But then it was like a couple nights you would be like, I want you to come to bed. And you would like open the door consistently to come to the living room. Are you coming to bed? You go back. Are you coming to bed? You go back. Are you coming to bed? And I'll be yeah, like. Yeah, because it would be like 2 a.m. And Yeah, I know. But, I, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not used to somebody telling me to, hey, come here. Come here. Come here. Like my, my parents, yes. But like I said, I'm enjoying my new freedom. You know, I'm like having fun. I'm out the house. Now I got to w- answer to somebody else again. Yeah. So it was just the fact of not being able to enjoy my freedom. And okay. I like, so it was a time period where we, we, I was just like, I can't do this. Like, it's just irritating. Then he started these things where he would go on these drives. Oh yeah. My drive. I can't, Alone. I can't really do them anymore. Like so I used to. Greg does this thing I where he likes to waste gas is what I think of it, but he'll just go in his car and drive, drive around and listening drive. to music drive. and just driving alone by himself. And I would get frustrated because I, I like to ride. So. so that it was that. Then like, I remember at one point, like, I, I don't think you ever like thought like maybe, I, oh, he's doing something behind my back. But no, those. Thoughts yeah. But mind. it was just like, in my mind, I kept saying, I think she thinks I'm doing something behind her back when I go for a drive. She has my location. <laughs> She could just honestly just pull my. That's what made me. It, it went in my ear, then it went back out. Cause like, oh, well, she has my location. So she could obviously see if I'm at like some woman's house for like three hours. Like, you know, he's been at this spot for like three hours. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should go over there. Like, I just. It was just the fact that I gotta come home. I would get off work, work down the street. I worked the medical center. I was just about to talk about. Oh, that. you about to say that? Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. you go. You uh, talk. I worked down the street, like a walk. 20 minutes, of course. A drive from my apartment to my uh my uh to Herman, mm-hmm. five, six minutes. Literally. So I couldn't eat like I well the I would take the train. I would park my car, take the train. It, it would take me like 10 minutes to get to work. But if I wanted to park in the garage, five minute drive. Okay. So I knew what time that he got off work. And so I can't say looking back on it now, just looking at myself, that I was doing a lot at that time because Within the circumstance, the pandemic had started. I didn't. I didn't know. We really didn't know as far as what was gonna happen with us. With me, like taking my board exam, so I was studying for that. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't finishing my last clinical rotation because we didn't know if we'd go back yet. So I'll be at home all day. All I would have to look forward to was like, okay, I'll clean the house. Okay, so whenever he gets home, I'll cook and like we'll be able to eat together. And I'm just thinking of things to do because I had nothing else to do. Yeah, it's there was nothing. Everything was shut down, nothing to do. So whenever I knew what time he got off work, so I would sit there thinking, okay, so he should be here within the next like 15 minutes. Mm. Then 15 minutes rolls by and he's not here yet. Okay, like, right, he cool. should be here within the next like 45 minutes. I'm putting gas in his car. Yeah, it's like probably, probably some traffic. He's not here. Okay, now it's like six o'clock. And so I'm thinking like an hour has rolled by. He, just as he said, does not live that far from where we live. I call him, he just tells me, and I know first what I would do is I would look at your location. Yeah, what are you doing? Because, yeah, I, I do this everywhere. Any, anyone's location I have than my friends, I will look at where you're at before I call you. So I know if, if you're at home or if you're, like, somewhere else. Yeah. I think it's respectful because I don't want to bother you if you're 
at work or somewhere, and I see that he's in this random place of Houston. <laughs> And I'm just like, like, where is he? Not like not a part that is like, okay, a friend lives like one of his homeboys live over there. Like, like his parents live over there. No, I'm liking like Katie. Yes. So 45 minutes. I call him and I say, What are you doing? <laughs> like, are you coming home? Okay, just, and then I can hear the annoyance in your voice. You have this thing where when you're an irritated with me, because I'm very self-aware. I know I know when I'm annoying somebody. I know when they're mad because I like to be aware of those things. So you'll be like, I'm just driving. Like, it, a tone, the tone will be as if, why is she calling me right now? And I can tell that you were annoyed. So I think that's whenever I start realizing, okay, so he obviously is getting upset. I don't know. I don't know. If, would you use the term... That I was clingy? No, I think because the, well, yes, clingy, yes, but it wasn't clingy in an unhealthy way. It was clingy in a way of, this is my man. I want my man to know that he has all of me, all of my under, undivided attention. Because the thing was, the first couple of months, coming home to you cooking, open the door, it's smell of food, the TV's on, you're naked. Mm-hmm. It was loving feeling. Great. Everything's clean. Everything's clean. Beautiful, wonderful. It was at some points where, like, it was at some. Shut up. So it was at some. It was at some points where, like, my clothes were laid out, and I was like, "Oh, this is beautiful." After a while, it was like, it's like after a while, I was like, "Oh, you're still here." You felt? Did you feel suffocated? A little bit. It for me, it it was. So what? Okay, but so I guess like, what was the difference between you left living with your parents to going to live with me? And where did the feeling of suffocation come from? It was because ex- you were still living. You still left to a situation where you were still living with someone. Well, because that's what I'm saying. I left home for the. Fr- I left home out of because like, I lived with two church parents, two ministers. Mm-hmm. I literally, and I still had to go to church. Of course, I was I was the uh, choir director and everything. I left there knowing that I had to do stuff under their house under their roof, under their rules. Like, no matter what, no matter... I'm a grown man. I still had to follow what they wanted me to do, no matter what. So I left that going, okay, I got, I can go here and <clears throat> live with my girlfriend, and it'll be different. Mm-hmm. But I had to realize that now there's another human being not only relying on me, but also going, hey, I, I need your attention, too. Yes. Like, okay. yeah. So I was going, I was coming to the fact of in my head, I was being selfish because it was me going, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm out of my parents' house. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. And I can give my girlfriend attention sometimes. That's how it was. It was a selfishness in me. So it wasn't just you being clingy or being too much. It was me being selfish because I just haven't had that opportunity to quote unquote live, I guess. Yeah. And uh, then you also have to play in a part. I never dated anybody outside of staying with my parents. Mm -hmm. So the fact of I'm in a lockdown relationship when I move out of this, when I move into this apartment and I'm moving in with my girlfriend kind of stuck in my head too. Like, dang, that all the, you didn't get your time. Just let women run through. Yeah. Well, in in that, in that case, but, and I had to grow to realize I wasn't that kind of person anyways, to just run around with women every single day or stuff like that. So even just moving in an apartment, I feel like God was going to have something waiting on me if I moved into an apartment and I was single. He's going to be like, oh, you want to run around? <laughs> Baby. 
<laughs> I felt the, I felt like I'm that kind of person. God would have been like, I'm an example of you. There's a baby. Okay. All right. So then let's, so let's like fast forward. So then we get engaged okay. within like six months living together. And so now for me, my brain, I all of a sudden magically feel so secure that, okay, well now living with him, it makes sense to me because I'm going to marry him. So why would I not be living with him? It was like, it was less of an embarrassment thing. So I think that I was like dealing with the fact that I kind of didn't want anyone to know that I had moved in with you because of the idea of, oh, so Megan's shacking up with her significant other. No, I told everybody. Yes. And with <laughs> that being proudful. said, what is, why? Okay. For you, why is that? I, I think well, it's, I think it's very weird. Even, Hold I'm on. So, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No. <laughs> So Put your hand at me. <laughs> you, I'm not done. Let me finish. <laughs> I, I raised my hand at him to stop. Keep it with that color purple. <laughs> okay. So, no. I was going to say that I think that's so interesting that I had this stronghold mm-hmm. of what the church told me about shacking up for that such a long time that it really was that I had to move past that barrier in my brain. Whenever it wasn't something that like my parents instilled in me, it was just from like religion in general. But you grew up in a household where you guys, you have minister parents. So why is, was that not something in your brain? Like why was that not something that was holding you back or something that crossed your mind? Why were you not like embarrassed about it? Why did you not care? Cause you were heathen. Now, uh, (laughs) real, um, because this is a, a real, this is data right here. So for the church world, black church world, black girls are like told, don't do it. They're the ones that are always subjected to being said, don't shack up with no man. Don't shack up with no man. Don't shack up with no man. Because in a sense of being that church girl and that black, that older black woman or the older black crowd would go like that because Basically, all niggas ain't shit. That's how they would put it. Basically, mm-hmm. that's how they would put it. Because in their mind, they're like, if you shack with a man, your heart gonna get broken. That's how they would put it to the black girls. Or you'll have a baby. Yeah, you have a baby. So with black boys that grew up in the church, they always believe that the black boy that grows up in the church is the best person in the world, which is not true. A couple of us literally turned out okay because we grew up in the church. But there is probably like 78% of the black church, of, the, of black boys that grew up in the, in the church their whole life that really ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Ain't worth a damn. So the whole point of it is they see like us that grew up in the church. We're black men. We're groomed in the church, blah, blah, blah. It would go, okay, you know, be careful if you move in with a woman. That's all they would say. Be, be careful. careful. So I would, but, but, but hold on. No, 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 no. Because I'm going to hit you with some facts. My, 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 my dad, I would say my dad, because him being a man, he, he, of course, would say, hey, you know. Whatever you do, be careful, he said. Because first of all, my dad's like, I'm the minister of a, of a whole church. So anything you do reflects on me. So be careful with everything you do. This, but the whole be careful thing would go to all black boys. But this is just me that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Be careful. He said, if you have the opportunity to live by yourself and a woman lives by herself, you know, let that be. You know, don't be in a rush to move in together. But if it happens, he says, be careful, pray together, all those things. Uh, my mom, my mom put me under, under the same examples with my sisters. Shouldn't shack up. Shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. 
But the one thing that my parents did grow to realize is the older that your that their children get, the more that they can't tell them not to do stuff. Like for starters, when I was with my parents, I was going to the gym late at night, nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. I'm at the gym, and I didn't get out of the gym till twelve. At first, it was like my mom just be mad. Oh, oh, why are you doing this? I can't go to sleep at night. After a while, the pushback will turn into. If I tell him not to do it so much, he won't. He he's gonna keep doing it because I'm doing it like, why are you telling me what to do? You can't tell me what to do, mom. <laughs> As all black guys do. That's a lie. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but um, now then it turned to that. To my mom just texting me, "Hey, baby, be careful. Left you some food." Mm-hmm. And after a while, I would go, "Maybe I'm being an idiot. Maybe I could go to the gym as soon as I get off work, and like." get in the house by like nine mm-hmm. instead of raising my mom, my dad's blood pressure having to stay up. So it was just the fact of them knowing like they, they can't push their kids to like stop them from doing anything. Cause the older you get, the more angry you get when you tell them to not do stuff. So when they found out I was moving in with you, they just kind of went, be careful, baby. What does that mean? What you, what do you mean? What does be careful mean? Just be careful with what you're doing. Like anything, be careful in the relationship. Like I told you, my dad said, anytime that a relationship, you're with somebody and you move in together, make sure you always pray together. Make sure you never go to sleep upset with each other. All those things. Okay. But I'm saying the basis of the black church. As, oh, snap. I can't. Oh, knock this mic up, this dude. So All that movement. The basis, Put your hands down. The basis, your hands. The, basis, the basis of the black church. Scared the hell out of me. I'm sorry. The basis of the black church is to to make because we've talked about this how the black church glorifies black men, glorifies well the black black men that are in the church because they put them on this pedestal, mm-hmm. and as black women they make you turn into like you have to do everything that we say and everything that that's what I'm saying. Okay, but I guess my question is for you: Why wasn't why did why did it not bother you that we lived together before we got married? Why internally did that was because that not a thing? well because my thing was I loved you I didn't care what nobody thought I wasn't embarrassed by that and that's not I'm saying that you shouldn't have been that didn't bother it didn't bother me because I loved you so did you just know it was gonna work I just out? knew I just knew it was gonna work out yes I, I will grant it. I I did um how do I put it I did kind of like. Play with the numbers a little bit when it came to moving in. Thought it was going to be all roses and, and strawberries, but it wasn't. I had to learn how to grow with that. And it over time, it actually got better for me. But I knew that this was going to work out. Mm-hmm. You're the one for me, from the, from the, from a fact. Yes. I'm not going to say that because it, 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 I'd be lying if I said I say every day was perfect. Like, ooh, our relationship is the best in the world. It's perfect. <laughs> no. The reason why we have this podcast and we're telling people this stuff and giving people advice is because everything isn't perfect. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. We had to learn. I had to learn a lot of things. But even in that process of having to learn things, knowing that like the ship would sink sometimes and you would argue sometimes, it'd be 12, 1 o'clock in the morning and we're like knee deep in a in an in a argument or a tussle. At the same time, in the back of my head, I knew this is the woman for me. Yeah. Like, I, I got to make this work. Mm-hmm. Like no okay. matter what. So, okay. So it was like your belief that you knew this was going to work out. Mm-hmm. That's why it truly didn't come across your mind as in this what people say happen. about like, oh, we, if we live together, we're not going to end up getting married. We'll get divorced. Right. Okay. 
So, okay, well, I may agree with that. I mean, I the only reason I'm moving in the week is because I knew it was going to work out. Like, I know, right. I know that you were the person this I was going to be with. So it really, like, didn't matter. No matter what we went through, I knew that we'd be able to work through it, even though it'd be really hard at some points in time. So yeah. I guess now that we've gone through that, so lived together for, like, a year and a half, how do you feel like it's affected us now that we've gotten married? There's a system. And we both know, like, now I don't take those drives after work. Well, can't take drives after work now. Gas is too expensive for drives. Well, yeah. Well, I was just talking about the fact that I get off at 7 o'clock in the morning. You're not even here when I get home. So it's like, why go drive, stupid? She's not at the house when you get off. So, Um, But even just, like, living with each other uh, the whole year that I was in the fire academy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely... I'd, I'd come home now because now it's like the reassurance of knowing that you know that I'm safe and at home and the reassurance that you know that I'm safe in your arms. Like, I'm, I'm there to be with you. Like, it made me feel like a lot better knowing that my woman, her heart isn't pumping because, like, pumping fast because I'm out of the house. She's not, she's worried where, I, where I'm at. You know, these things were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, then you, just, I'm sorry. I was going to say, do you feel like, it's benefited us. The fact that mm-hmm. we spent a year and a half before we got married to live and learn about one another. Oh, of course. Okay. So how has it benefited us now that we're like living together and married? Because, well, now we're at a grown, we're at a grown aspect of where, yes, right now people that are married, which I've heard this and it's kind of irritated me. You still playing house. <laughs> You're still in wonderland. Because we just got married. Oh, we've yeah. We've heard that. We're, we're still in. I'm about, yeah, I need to read some people right now. No, I've heard that. I've heard that. Like, somebody's told me that, like, you're still in Wonderland. Because we're newlyweds. Because we're newlyweds. That is. Like, I'm sorry. We're still grown ass people. We're still adults, off. though. Like, it doesn't matter. You could have still. And I, this wasn't going to happen. But you could still be my girlfriend right now. At this point, if you're still. I am serial. Well, you know what I mean? Without not, not being married. Whatever, girl. <laughs> um, you could still be we can still just be a regular in a relationship like girlfriend and boyfriend and we've been together for so long though that we're still adults so we know how to process these things yes so we've lived together for a year and a half now like you said a while now we like two years two years whatever we still know how to process things now so even when we weren't married we were still learning on the aspect of as we were married because we were living together Mm-hmm. Then you got that gap of us being married from that point to now. So yes, we've learned how to do things. We're not playing a house. We're not being adults. We're not all grown up now. We've been grown. Yeah. Relax. I guess okay. Sidebar. I pray sidebar that they. Read. I pray they see this video. Is that? Relax. Yeah. The whole thing about the newlywed phase of like, oh, you guys are just acting like that because y'all are just newlywed, new, newlywed phase. That's why you guys like each other so much. I really don't like that. I think that's a very toxic thing to say as married people, because it it gives a sign that you're unhappy in your situation. And for you and I, because Greg and I talk about this all the time, because I say, I tell him how like that just truly just pisses me off. Cause I say, I ask him that the way that he and I are, how we are with each other, that we are, we're truly like friends and we this enjoy being around each other. Yes, yeah, like literally, like this. This is my bro. Like I, I like hanging out with him. He's fun. We just happen to kiss sometimes <laughs> and have sex, and it's great, and it makes it so much better. Yes. and we love each other, and it's and it's not because 
we're just newly into each other. We just newly got married. And there's, there's all these like rainbows going on. It's the fact that this is just who we are and this is our relationship. And we've worked hard to build this because we developed a foundation before and that we know that we're too, we're, we know that we're made for each other. Mine. So I don't see, I always say, I don't see, we don't see each other within the next 10 years being sitting distant or like me not going to someone's lap or cuddling him or just how I am now. Because first of all, that's my nature. That's who I am. And that's mm. our relationship. And so I, I can't, I cannot foresee that that will change. So it bothers me when people say stuff as in, oh, y'all just act like that because you're newly married or y'all so are just like, y'all just like newly. I'm like, we've been dating for four years now. So and it's still the same thing. So We're going on year like five. And so it's just kind of, but it just comes off as such a toxic thing to say about people but, being married. Just like, what? It shouldn't be like that. But both of our, but both our parents, like our, your parents and my parents, they're still playful with each other. Yes, literally. My uncle and, and my friends. aunt. I always tell you, like, I love how, like, I see my uncle, my dad's uh, uh, brother, and my aunt. I'm like, they're always playing, like, like how we are. They are kind of like us. Like, they play around all day. Yeah. Like, literally. They, like, like my uncle, he told me one day, like before I left uh, Houston, he was like, "Man, make sure you know." Talking something, he's like, "Make sure you always make your wife know that you're her friend." He said, "Me and your aunt, we still slap box." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, I'm not doing <laughs> that." No, no, no. He was like, we, "Well, he's like, we just square with each other, just play around." Like, great, but he got my Facebook. I'm like, why can't people just accept that people are happy even in their older days? Because the people that are not happy in their older days and things have become toxic. They're trying to push that negativity onto us who are happy and is going to stay happy and genuine and try to make it seem like that that's out of the ordinary. And I just, and that's, and like you said, that's why we have this because I don't, this is not out of the ordinary. No. This is how it's going to be. That's how it is. No matter what, because this is our relationship and that's, and this is, that's what it can be. And I think that, and I just want everyone to know and understand that. And I think that we've been blessed to have the opportunity to have examples of marriages that are healthy from our parents and to grow up with that. I understand everyone does not have that, but all I'm saying is I'm done. I'm done with the read. I just, I don't just stop. I don't want to hear it anymore. Please don't stop tell us because oh, Please stop. you're a newlywed face. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're Cause not. you know how they tell like couples, like people who are just dating, like, like boyfriend and girlfriend mm -hmm. or girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. Like, Oh, you're just in a honeymoon phase. Stop telling people that shit. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep, like cursing, but stop telling people that. I hate when people, when like new relationships are together and it's like they're in four months and they're lovey-dovey and they say, oh, that's just because you're in the honeymoon phase. Why? Just let them be happy. If they find a brick in the road, let them find a brick in the road themselves. Don't let, don't tell them that there's going to be a brick in the road so they anticipate that brick coming. No, let people be happy because literally people have said that about us, our relationship. Hey, oh, it's just a honeymoon phase when we first start dating. And literally we <laughs> act like we just found each other. We're still our honeymoon phase. We still act like we found each other. We <laughs> we act like we just started dating. Yes. Like, relax literally. with that. That's, that's very, very We still normal. play games, like dating games, get to know you all the time. We're obsessed with those, by Ooh, the yeah. way. We buy get to know you dating games all the time and ask each other questions Stop, like come because on. it's an ongoing thing. I don't care if like, like, I've been with him going on about like five years now. Like I'm still, I still want to learn about him. Like when I, I go to work, there are a lot of guys that are my age at my job. We were all a couple of them are rookies, a couple of them are actual firemen who are been in the service for a couple of years now. 
whenever like when they talk about women or talk about dating, uh, I like I, I still be in the conversation. I still talk, but then I'll say my wife. I bring up my wife all the time. Oh, my wife, my wife, my wife. If because if it has to relate to the conversation, because my wife, like, oh hush, you ain't like that all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I talk about my wife here. I talk about my wife at the grocery store. I talk about my wife when I'm talking to my dad. I talk about my wife when I'm talking to my nephews. Whatever. I'm talking about my wife because this is how I am even when I'm not around my wife. I still love my best friend. I want to talk about my best friend. I want to see my best friend. So if it's, if in your terms, if it's, if I'm in front of your face and it feels like I'm in the honeymoon phase, nah, nigga, I just love my wife. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I just like him. Sometimes I like you. Sometimes I don't like you. I'm and I still like you. you. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's fine. We fight. We we argue. We have issues. We get past it. Go back to being the same thing. That's what it's been all the time. And the, I'm like, why does it feel? I don't. I don't understand like why that is foreign. The quote unquote honeymoon or whatever phase is equipped with the fact of, in your terms, equipped with the fact that oh, you haven't had a real problem yet. So why yeah. can't somebody have a real problem? And still be lovey dovey. And we have had real problems. We she, absolutely. I don't like talking problems. about the budget. I don't like talking about money. Yeah. And she, man. yeah, I really don't. It bothers me. I, I, she wants to. I get mad. We'll we'll have a discussion and it'll get a little heated. And three hours later, she throws something at me, and we start back and we start laughing and we I do this hot. Throw anything at like man. Just, yes, we yes you a pillow. You have oh, thrown okay. a couple pillows at me, randomly. Right? Yes, you have randomly. Rant, yes, don't you not because I've been angry. No, not not angry. <laughs> okay, I'm saying like we would get you like I'm violent. Save me. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm no. I'm saying like you would. Um, we're joking around. Like you would. We'll get into it and then like we'll make up with each other. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I love you. I love you too. Then I have to turn my back around. You throw a pillow at me. Just playing around with me mm-hmm. because okay, we yes. love each other. Like no matter what, you're going to have bricks and rocks in the road. Oh well. Get back to regular schedule. Love on me. Yes. Yeah. Learn how to apologize. Communicate through it. Work through it, and keep going. It's like it's gonna be fine. So it's gonna suck guess, sometimes. Yeah. Literally. Oh well. So I mean, I think for me, as far as like benefits, back going to talking about us and living together. So I think benefits that we've kind that we've had through that is that I think that we didn't have to deal with the foreignness of living with someone after you get married and you've never lived with them before. So whenever we got married, we ended up coming back to our house mm-hmm. and we everything was all already there so the same. Like I know how you live. Like we kind of we have like the same amount. We have the same level of dirtiness, which honestly helps a lot. Jesus. So <laughs> it's like a blessing and a curse. But I think that the fact that our level of living together and our level of dirtiness and how clean we are and like what we like to do as far as routine, it matches up. So there really aren't any cons for that, but I can see how if you were to never ever live with somebody and then you get married, which is the norm. And then you move in with them and you walk in and you're looking like, Oh, this, this Negro is nasty. Yeah, no. Like I, and then now it's like now, so now you're learning how to be married and how to be a wife, how to be a spouse, all the different things on top of learning how to live with another person. 
and how and figure out how they live. So I can understand there could be like glory and that like, oh, this is like amazing. It's like I get to feel I get to figure out how to live. But I can also see how that can be an extra level of burn a burden on yeah being with someone true. because now you're having to figure out a lot of things at one time. Right. So um let's take a quick little break and then we'll finish the show after that. All right now. Ha <laughs> We back, we back, we back, we back. We're back. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh okay, so couple things. So what are some cons or things that you think of living together before marriage or shacking up that can come about? Cons? Or even or anything pros and cons or do you just want the cons first i mean pros and cons oh okay okay because you just said cons i was like i mean we're talking about the benefits so that's like the same thing well the the bit well okay so the cons, so pros and cons so the cons i'll go first the cons are going to be having to know the other person's schedule because obviously you don't know what the schedule is you don't know how it is like me your me and your schedule was way different from when you moved in until you when you started working because at first it was oh you're here every day Mm -hmm. then it was oh you know you're here um i'm here like maybe 30 minutes before you get here then it went from oh i got the house for like two hours until you get off so learning that yeah it was like get i had to get used to every schedule that we both had um, with each other, um, so that's a con. That's a what's well, a it's, it is because then you you get used to something, like I guess. Oh, a con of living together is because you got used to someone's schedule. Yeah, and, and that's the thing of like their jobs change. Like my job changed, so instead of you making it home before, no, yeah, instead of me making it home before you, now you're making it home before me, and then it went back to I'm making it home before you. Mm-hmm. So that's that was kind of one thing. Um, then just knowing sometimes you gotta you, you're experimenting so much with each other when it comes to cooking mm-hmm. new things and it can get irritating like sometimes you me i had just learned how to cook some stuff and i know and i don't know if she really just liked my cooking like if it was really good or she was being nice but sometimes i would cook and i wouldn't even like what i cooked oh. and i would look at megan like oh try this oh this is good <laughs> Yeah. Um, other cons are just getting used to the other person. Like, no matter what, I don't care what you say, you can judge us on camera, but you probably living in filth right now. Everybody has their own kind of filth, whether it's yeah. just a little bit or a lot, though. So you got to get used to the person's filth, like, no matter what. Like, my filth, I wouldn't wash the dishes extremely at the moment. I would wait to wash the dishes. Like, you know how people would cook? They would wash. I would always let the dishes sit there like a day mm-hmm. or so. And I would wash. She had to get used to that. And she had to get I had to get used to her telling me to. She got used to me not to me doing that. Then she had to look at me and go, No. <laughs> you need to wash the dishes as soon as you're done. So I had to get used to washing the dishes as soon as I was done with everything. Like, yeah. So you just gotta get used to somebody's filth. And because everybody, that's what I, was, I just want everybody to know. Everybody has filth. Because I was afraid to say it, but I was like, wait, everybody has their own filth. Absolutely. Some people fart. Some people like have like the best clean, the cleanest house ever. They fart when they walk around the house. <laughs> and you have your own filth that you have. You got to get used yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, so with that, I think that a pro of 
of learning someone's skills before you get married because, I mean, if you don't, if you two live so opposite that this person is OCD about cleaning and this person does not care about things at all, I'll just leave filth, like leave stuff all over the place. And then that's what the whole, I guess, back and forth is about like why things aren't working out. In my brain, I see that as a benefit that you figure that out before you were. Oh now yeah, yeah, no, it, it is a benefit, but it's also them. a con. I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I feel like that is a benefit because I think that's the thing people always say, like, you know, it's whenever you're living together before you like get married with someone, then if you don't, and if you don't, if you're not binded by like this contract to work things out with this person, then you're just gonna like leave. Mm. So. If you're, you feel like you move in with somebody after you got married, you never lived in before, and you realize that y'all two have two totally different lifestyles of living, mm -hmm. and then now you feel like you're like stuck. I don't know if I think that's a good thing. People, like I said, this is not, this is not facts or anything. It's just our opinion. Now I will say, luckily we both had the same amount of cleanliness. We really did. Yeah, we yeah. That's what I was saying people. earlier. We. We really do. So it wasn't an issue, but issue. I can see clean. how like that can be something that just right. it creates turmoil. So I mean, then I lost the other one. It was in my head. I had it right there. Uh, oh, luckily one pro, I will say that we both had. We don't like guests. <laughs> we hate guests. We hate people. Who also kind of, hey, bro, uh, I want to hang out with you. Let me come over. No, because then Megan will be like, I mean, do you want them over? And I'm like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then her friends go, oh, Leah, I can come hang out with you. And Megan be like, do you want my friend to come over? I'm like, no, not really. All right, cool. Because <laughs> I didn't want them to come over. We do not like having guests. Yeah. We hate it. And I, and I know the people that have come over our apartment are probably like, well, why did I come over there? You caught us at the right time, the right place. You were right in the neighborhood. You were right around the corner. You may have had food with you. I don't know what it was, but you luckily got in here. We do not, not. Not counting our family that actually had to stay with us or friends that yeah. were from out of town to stay with us. We're talking about people that lived in the same city and say, hey, I'm coming over just to hang out, just to have yeah, a drink. Yeah, I think it's just because like we don't know when they're going to leave. Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't like that idea. I don't mind doing an event like, oh, we're going to have an event from this time to that time. And let's say like now, I wouldn't mind doing that now. Like, okay, to an extent, because I still don't really like people being all over my house like that. But we can, we're going to have a game night from like eight to 10. Okay. There's a deadline. Like, right. This time you need to leave the whole, someone come like asking us to come home so they can hang out. Uh, that's, that's too best, much for me. Cause I don't guess. know how long I got to entertain you. So <laughs> best I guess can't. we had, and we're counting people that just came over to hang out and people that were actually on this show was Tia with a crown plant-based ice cream. Cause she got in and her and her boy, well, fiance now, congratulations. Yay, so <laughs> when her, her boy, her fiance were there, they did the podcast probably like five minutes. As soon as podcast was over, they were like, all right, we got to go. Yes. I was like, Oh, and I praise oh God. we ain't got a host. I was like, oh, oh, Jesus. I didn't want to sit here and have to talk. We just talked <laughs> like an hour and a half. <laughs> we interviewed you. Everybody we had over is just sits there. We made me and Megan got like, we do like telepathic reading. Like, all right. <laughs> Your friend has to go. You're the worst people. But yeah, so I can see that could be a big deal. If you really love to entertain and then you're with, with someone who hates to entertain. So you always have people at the house and they don't like people at the house. That can become a problem. So honestly, at the end of the day, just like wrap this up. I think what's most important is that 
you just got to communicate with how you live. Right. So if you were, if you're not like, if you have no intentions of wanting to ever live with somebody before you get married, which is like totally fine, then I would just suggest that you have a full on conversation about, okay, well, what is your living lifestyle? Like, how do you, how how, how much do you like to clean? Like, how often do you do this? Like, go to their house, snoop around, get an idea of it. Like, I just, I just think that you should, because I just feel like after getting married, the least of your worries should be the fact of trying to figure out how to cohabitate with somebody. And like I said, this is just our opinion. I think it worked out really well because we didn't have to figure all that stuff out. Honestly, when we got married and we moved, Honestly. we just set up new rules for our living because we said, okay, that's how we live before when we were in school. And now that we're like adults and we have like a newer place, like let's do this now to make things easier upon both of us. And I mean, honestly, before we even moved in with each other, period, it was just me going, hmm, you know what? When you were, when she was living in Galveston, she was a very clean person. So I automatically knew you're a very clean person. Yeah. Automatically, I automatically knew now, what I did tell myself, I betted on myself and I failed miserably. I didn't start catching it until like probably like when I was in the fire academy that her having a sleeping schedule will probably rub off on me. Wrong. No. Wrong. Because my sleeping schedule was trash. Yeah. I ain't going to until one, trash. two o'clock. Well, it's, yours is off by like. I stay up so late now because you're yours, awake. but but that's what I'm saying. You would be in bed by eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Because even if you're in bed, you still like would do stuff like eight, nine, but you're in bed ready. Now you're in bed by 11. My schedule was like, I'm not going to bed till two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, yours is off. Well, so we just met in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yours is off, but mine was significantly off. <laughs> like tr- it was horrible. Yeah. And probably why I'm still short. Oh my gosh. I used to go to bed three, two, three in the morning. Bro. I would be, and not playing the game. This would just be me up. Oh, this movie's on. Oh, this movie's on. That's oh, marathon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So I guess, you know, what if you, if there's somebody who's listening and they're just looking for advice as as far as, okay, well, I, for dudes, so you advise dudes, I advise women. For a guy that is thinking about living together with his girl, um, they're not married yet. But what would you give them as far as advice? I would tell them, just know that even if you're just boy, boyfriend, girlfriend, just dating, just live together, don't know what the relationship is defined as yet, or married at the beginning of the stage, um, you're the man of the house, no matter what. No matter what liberation of like what type of lifestyle we live with now, of you know, equal, equal here and there, you're still the man. Whether you're the, even if you're same sex, if you're the dominant person, you are still the head of that house in a protective way. And with that being said, I'm not even talking about the protective aspect of knowing that you got to be the buff guy around your person or be that person where, you know, you're the bodyguard. I mean that person of you're guarding their heart. So if you know you like to have fun or you like to go out, you like to stay out after work and stuff, you have to take into account that you have somebody at the house waiting for you. Because one thing I will say, I did do that to I did do that to Megan because I'd just be out driving around. I had an attitude or whatnot. And when I was in that little stage of that part of the year where it was like a couple months of me going, wow, she's at, at the house. I know now that I can't have my wife waiting on me no more to get home. Even if I don't want to be there, 
I had to learn that the hard way. Even if I didn't want to be there, I can't have my girlfriend waiting on me at home. So just know that, you know, you have somebody that not only are you looking out physically, you're looking for their their mental space and you're looking out for their their heart as well. So don't have some don't have the person one thing I would say, she didn't do that to me. If I if she said she was going somewhere or she just couldn't didn't didn't want to come home yet because she was out doing something, she would tell me. Communication, guys. Please talk to your partner. If you know you're not going to be at home, don't expect them to just know. They'll know if I call. Because sometimes I have to realize it does happen. When my phone died, you didn't know where I was mm-hmm. one time. And I was out. I was like far away from the house. And I was like, my phone died. I didn't have no charger or nothing. So you didn't know what I was doing until I literally got to a charger. What are you doing? Where are you? Babe, my phone died. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was at work. Mm-hmm. Literally doing overtime at work. I my phone had died. I had no way to charge it. So, yeah, I would say communication and just knowing that you gotta let you you really do. I mean, she had a hard time checking in with me. That you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. it was. She did have a hard time like telling me like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's okay. It's not checking in. You're just letting that person know so they won't be worried. It's more of a respect and courtesy yeah. thing because you don't want to have somebody worrying about you anymore. And so, it, I mean, yeah. honestly, it's all a learning curve. Like, it was a learning curve for me to be okay mm-hmm. with telling someone, like, this is where I'm at. And not in a way that he's trying to be overbearing because I'm like, oh, or taking away my independence as a woman. It's just the no. fact that he should not be, like, worried about where I'm at. So I can just tell, I can easily send a text. It took a long time to get that way because mm-hmm. I would just go with my own flow. Because when I wouldn't hear from you, I was calling. And majority of the time, she would, she would answer. If it was that one, it was I think it was one time you didn't pick up when I was trying to call because you were gone. I didn't hear from you, and I didn't know what was going on. But I literally was just like, "Huh, ain't hearing nothing from my wife." All right, <laughs> time to go get the gun. <laughs> time to put my uh my uh bulletproof vest on. <laughs> time yeah. to go crazy. And then you called and you were like, "Oh, babe, I'm sorry, I didn't call." Okay, all right. Yes. We're back. So my advice, and I'll just keep it short and sweet for women, is that I think that you should acknowledge what your goals are right. for what you are, you're expecting out of your relationship with this person. If you have plans to marry them, if you want to be engaged uh, and like have some sort of thing set out where there is a plan for whatever the future is and I, that you have to have discussed it. Cause I think that a lot of times I find that people or that people, couples go into this living together situation because of multiple reasons. And there's not really like an end game. There's not really any sort of like plan for the future, whether or not they're going there. Okay. So we're living together because we're going to get engaged and we're going to get married. And this is going to happen at this time. Right. Or, we're living together because, or the opposite, we're living together because, like, we want to be with one another. We have, we, neither one of us ever wants to get married or get engaged, but we just really love each other's company, and, like, this is what we're doing, and, and neither one of you guys are expecting anything further than that. So, I think, kind of like what you said, it's all about communicating and knowing what you expect, because I would just hate, I just hate seeing people fall into this hole of, you never talked about anything. You just ended up moving in this person because you were just going with the flow. And then now you're looking at yourself like you and your heart as a woman. You really want to be married. You've just been waiting for him to like propose. And it's been five years now. Y'all been living together. And you still looking at when is he going to propose. But you're around the house cleaning, cooking, doing all these things. If you're some sort of wife, 
why would he propose? So, like, I literally just had this conversation. Like, yeah, she what? had to. She had to kind of let me be. Why would you not, not getting the benefits until you? Yes, literally. So it's like that. That doesn't make any sense. But if you have agency over your life, so you can have that conversation. And I and I just encourage women to be more bold in that, right. bold in having that conversation because I hate seeing people waste time and energy on someone when they're y'all aren't on the same page and like now you've done this thing or you've now cohabitated with someone for so long that you're just used to it and getting out of it is hard and even too it puts a more constraint on your relationship because now y'all are living together because you're underneath like a contract of a lease and not because like you're actually enjoying it or you're moving towards something so all i'll say is no, have a plan, discuss it, know what the future is. And if that's what you two want, then great. If it's not, and you'd rather just, you know, shack up and just live with one another, then that's great too. Who cares? Do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, it kind of is whatever works for you. So. You're so beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Why'd you say that? <laughs> I was just looking at you. I was like, oh, you're so fine. <laughs> Thanks. So fine Thank you. So I guess chocolate he ass. likes when I get all, you know, assertive. Yeah, when, she and gets, when she starts getting those crazy eyes and starts getting in her mold, when she gets starts speaking, I'll be like, damn. Yeah, well, she's a smart woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And with that, so we just want to send a congrats. Yes, sis. Yes, sis. Yes, sis. Uh, Greg's older sister and my sister in love, Prashana. She got married. To my, man, my boy Kev, man. Such love a beautiful you, wedding. So we oh, got to attend wonderful. that. That's why we're in Houston. And yeah, we just wish them the best, all the peace, blessings, love on their union. They're such a beautiful couple. And yeah, we just love love. So I know. And it just we the, love weddings. Just the fact that, like, <laughs> you know, my sisters have, you know, my uh, my oldest nephew for her, you know, for her whole life. And my oldest nephew, you know, I was that, that me and my dad and his, um, his other uh, grandfather were those male figures. And, oh, my, bro- my brother-in-law, uh, my oldest, oldest sister's uh, husband. We were those male figures in his life that were, like, pushing him, pushing him. And if you know my nephew, you knew that was my shadow. Like, this is my boy. Like, he's with me everywhere I went. So just knowing the fact that he there's a man in his, his mom's life that literally loves her and then also turns around and says, son, I love you too. That I actually kind of teared up when you know he was oh, telling yeah. Dalen uh, that he loved him. They know who Dalen is. Dropping names. <laughs> they know who he is. He made the music. We said it the first episode. <laughs> um, but um, no, just the fact that he turned around and just told him that you're my son. I love you. That made me feel so good inside. Like, wow, like my boy doesn't have to worry about getting so much advice from uncle anymore. Now he can turn around and says, dad mm-hmm. <laughs> let me talk to you real quick let me talk to you so i loved it every aspect of the wedding from the colors to the music to just seeing my sister just happy yeah i loved every bit of it i'm wishing y'all the best prosperous love for forever and ever and i just hope y'all have fun on your honeymoon all those things so mm-hmm. just excited for y'all yeah exactly yes. All right, so that is it for us today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and getting your life together with us. Yeah, yeah. You can always be sure to find me at Megan.Jeanette. You can find me on IG at Gregory.K underscore. And be sure you're following at Get It Together on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and also YouTube, so you can get more of us throughout the week, and there's so much more to come. All right, y'all. 
Thanks so much. Bye. All right, now. Yay!